Hello, I'm Kate Freeman, and this is The Daily Dollop. On this episode of The Daily Dollop, I want to tell you about a day very early on in my career when I met two women who are both 60 years old. This is what I learned on that day. Welcome everybody to the Daily Dollar Podcast. My name's Kate. I'm a registered nutritionist and I am the founder and owner of two businesses, the Healthy Eating Hub, an online program that teaches healthy eating habits and the Healthy Eating Clinic a dietetics clinic down in Canberra. And fun fact about me is one of my very first jobs out of university was a corporate health consultant. And so I would go into businesses and chat to their employees about their health. It was a super cool job. And I remember actually at the interview for this job, I was interviewed by the business owner and then one of his um sort of key staff members at the time and we were um, just he was asking me questions we were at this cafe and they ordered me a coffee and I went to put sugar in my coffee because I have one sugar in my coffee still do actually and I it was one of those sugar bottles that as you pour it out it's like this little spout anyway I'm trying to get the sugar out the spout and nothing's coming so I just sort of shake it a little bit and then the whole lid off the sugar thing falls and sugar just goes everywhere like all in my coffee on the table down my anyway in front of this this guy these two men in this business at this job interview and I was so embarrassed but I made a joke about it like I just kept my demeanor I was only 20 years old kept my demeanor made a joke about it anyway got the job apparently that just super impressed them the way I just held myself composed but inside I was dying like literally dying on the inside and then yeah what that Christmas party he was giving everyone Christmas presents and he gave me a bag of sugar for Christmas so there you go but the thing is I want to talk today it's called the tale of the six-year-old women woman women because I met two women that day it's it's a lesson that I learned you know how sometimes you can just have these experience and meet these people and you just never forget them so this was a day that I've just never forgotten um, many, many years ago, because it's quite profound how different being 60 years old can be. Now, I feel a little bit odd admitting to this, but there are actually days when I'm afraid of getting old. Now, I'm not sure why, except for the fact that there's this, this little naggy feeling in the back of my mind that one day my body, which currently feels pretty good, you know, I don't experience any poor health, right? It just may one day just not work so well. It might not look the same and it may experience poor health. And one of the reasons why I feel that is because I actually volunteered in a nursing home many, many years ago as a teenager and I just didn't have a good experience um, there with the elderly residents and one of the nurses there. Anyway, it's just put me off. It's It's made me a little bit anxious about about getting old. And so as a nutritionist in my line of work, I know full well the effect that my lifestyle plays on how well my body and my mind will age and navigate those elderly years. But I have to admit like nothing more 
Nothing affected me more poignantly than the day that I met two 60-year-old women back-to-back as a corporate health consultant. So I was now 21 at the time and working for this corporate health consulting company, the one where I spilled the sugar at the job interview. And my job as a health consultant was to run one-on-one sessions with the employees of really large companies, talk to them about their heart disease risk and their overall health, and then provide practical advice on where they could make small easy improvements to their, you know, daily habits. And so prior to these appointments, each participant would fill out a quite a hefty questionnaire. They do a blood test. And then from there, I would know from this questionnaire and the blood test, which they do prior to the appointment, I'd know their age, their gender, their basic lifestyle habits, like drinking, eating, exercise, and stress levels before they would arrive to their session. And then they'd come to their session and I'd run a series of further tests blood pressure, skin folds, weight, height, um, a stretching test. I think that's all. And then from there, sort of sum up their overall chronic disease risk. So here's what's happened. Here's what happened on that particular day. So my first appointment for the day was a six-year-old woman. She arrived. I greeted her warmly. She was a little shocked at my age um, (laughs) because I'm currently 37 and I regularly get mistaken for someone in their 20s. In fact, not that long ago, it was maybe Christmas 18 months ago, we, I was in Ballina, northern New South Wales, and I was buying wine at the Bottolo by myself. I had my hair in like two twin plaits with a cap on, or boardies, bikini. I was having a great time. Freaking wouldn't let me buy wine, um, carded me, and I didn't have my driver's license on me so they wouldn't let me buy wine like seriously they wouldn't let me buy it and then my husband walked in who's very gray and they didn't card him and then he could buy the wine for me so so I look young so of course when I'm 21 I look like a baby so she was shocked at my age like oh you're so young but she on the other hand was exactly as I expected her to be based on her questionnaire she had quite poor posture so she was quite hunched in her shoulders she hadn't done exercise for over 20 years she had marked on a questionnaire high stress she'd also marked on her questionnaire that she was 20 kilos overweight um her dietary questionnaire showed poor diet quality um she'd also written on her questionnaire that she was tired and unhappy so after chatting to her for 45 minutes I basically then the end of the session is this summary of heart disease risk, which takes into account all the different lifestyle factors, gives them sort of an, a number, a risk number, and they all get added together and for the final risk number of being really high risk or, or low risk of heart disease. And her heart disease risk came up at high, in the high category. And I used to dread those consultations, hey, where they come up high because it is not an easy conversation to have. They're sitting right with you and you're just like, hey, the computer's showing up this like high red and you're just like, whoa. And um, anyway, she nodded in her agreement and concluded that she hadn't really spent much time looking after herself when she was young, that it had been over 20 years that she'd done any regular exercise. She said that she didn't ever prioritise a healthy meal for herself And she mentioned that looking after everyone else and not herself was something that she'd just always done. I encouraged her. I gave her a few little things that she could do. But really, like I felt, I'm a 21-year-old. How relatable am I to her, right? And, you know, she's probably not much at all. You know, probably an awkward situation for her. And it was for myself. And, you know, 
that was it. We sort of, I farewelled her and then I readied myself for my next appointment, who was also a 60-year-old woman. When the second woman arrived, I panicked actually and quickly double-checked that I'd entered the right data into the computer from her questionnaire um, because I didn't want to have the wrong age pop up when she was looking at the computer because I was like, there is no way this woman is 60. She was easily, from just looking at her, between 40 and 45 years old. I was sure of it. But her questionnaire confirmed her 60-year-old status. I, I did, however, ask her to confirm her age once she shat. Chat. <laughs> so when she sat down, because I still wasn't convinced. May I confirm your age, please? I asked super, super politely, as politely as I could. And she was this beautiful, drawly accent. I'm 60, darling. Right? She replied. I was like, well, I gushed. I was like, I worried I had your date of birth incorrect. I was like, you don't look a day over 45. And As I progressed through this second consult, it was clear that age was the only thing that these two women had in common. And so the second woman, she cycled to work every day and she had done so for the past 20 years. Just cycling to work was just her way of commuting. She did yoga twice a week in her lunch break. She actually held a higher position in the company than the other woman did, but made a point of saying that she never more works more than she has to and regularly enjoys recreational activities with her family. She also mentioned that she made a point of ensuring she ate healthily and that this included her family as well. As a result, she was also a healthy weight and she hadn't spent her life trying to lose weight. Upon concluding the appointment, I reported that her overall heart disease risk was low and again made a comment on how young she looked. I then immediately followed that with an, I hope, I look like that when I'm 60 kind of comment before she left. Now, that day was now, gosh, like 16 years ago, but I just remember it so vividly in my memory. It's clearer than any of the other corporate consults that I did back then, and I did lots of them. And I think I remember it because it's not often that you get to see the long-term effects of lifestyle-related behaviours, Right? You know, it's not like you eat a piece of cheesecake and immediately you have a heart attack or you eat a salad and you're immediately the perfect body weight. You know, like lifelong health is a slow, long, methodical process that results from the accumulated habits that support health every day, right? And here I was, young and naive, getting a glimpse into what my potential future could look like depending on the different paths that I took. And I, you know, as a 21-year-old, I was like, oh, I hope I look like that when I'm 60. But I just want you to know that this is much more than just how we look, right? Looks are a dime a dozen and how you perceive beauty is completely up to the individual. You know, everything about these two women was different. And so she was um, absolutely in a better position of mental health, you know, felt better about herself, good in her job, you know. And I think that it's that holistic like of feeling good about life that that's what it's about it's not about just being like oh I'm a healthy eater and so I'm thin and therefore I'm happy right it's nowhere near about that sometimes I think it's just the act of looking after ourselves that actually makes us feel good feel worthy and of course if we're looking after ourselves and we're filling our own tanks then we've got enough to give to the ones around it So it's this experience added to so many others as part of my career that led me to being really passionate about 
teaching long-term healthy eating behaviors and habit building in my clients and then going on to build a habit building program and um, I'm continuing to try and innovate that with technology and, and put it in the hands of people in an even easier way and yeah, I just feel like it's in me to do that as part of my life um, because I'm I'm so passionate about the fact that you, it's not a 12-week challenge or an eight-week, you know, eating plan or a seven-day cleanse or a special fast. That None of these things hold the key to you getting what you want, right, when it comes to health um, and, and long-term weight management. It's just, it's just not. It's the little accumulative things. And the thing is, is that you can't see your your body or stuff changing. Sometimes it's that slow. And sometimes you also don't know what you were saved from. Like preventative health is often low on a government's agenda from a spending perspective. And it's often purely because it's really hard to measure its effectiveness. Like we don't know that if we spent X, Y, Z on preventative health, what that's going to do because we never know what we were saved from because we prevented it from happening. And so, yeah, I just wanted to share that story, not to be like if you're 60 and you were like the first woman for you to feel down and depressed and it's too late. The most wonderful thing that I've learned from nutrition research and just as part of my career is that it's never too late to start doing small, achievable, sustainable, healthy things that make you feel good on the inside and on the outside. So definitely please don't feel like that. But also know that no matter when you start that – you don't know what you're saving yourself from and, you know, we're setting ourselves up just for a, f- a future where we are alive for longer, life expectancies are longer and so our quality of life remains good for as long as possible while we are alive. And so, yeah, I'd love to hear any sort of stories or thoughts that you feel about this episode. Um, please jump on over to Instagram or Facebook and drop me a a message or a comment. Otherwise, that's it for today's episode and we'll catch you in the next one. After years of being bombarded with diet culture, I so understand that the world of healthy eating is super, super hard. My healthy eating program helps people who are struggling with their eating habits to lose weight, feel good about themselves and eat well for the rest of their life. I do this by teaching one nutrition principle at a time and showing you how to establish this knowledge as a habit in your everyday life. This is unlike any other program on the market today that simply gives you a meal plan, a list of good and bad foods, or expects you to change everything all at once. Life's too short to live with food stress. To become a habit builder and not a crash dieter, join my program today at healthyeatinghub.com. Thank you so much for checking out The Daily Dollop. Don't forget to rate, review and subscribe so that we can spread the podcast far and wide and so you don't miss an episode.